Hello, 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 and welcome to the Movie People Podcast, the number one movie people podcast in the world, and your one-stop shop for everything happening in the world of film and entertainment. My name is David Isles, and this week I'll be reviewing Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness and also giving you a tier list of every single MCU movie. It's a solo show, so it will be a really fun time, and there's really nothing else to it but to do it. Let's get to the news. And this week, we'll be doing news a little bit differently than some other weeks. Now, other weeks, we did the main news story and then quick news, and then we went to the the movies coming out this week. This week, instead of quick news, there are going to be three, four, or I believe five main topics that I all really want to address really quickly and then we'll have time for our Doctor Strange review after that. So this week, the first real thing that happened was Don't Worry Darling trailer came out. And if you don't know the Don't Worry Darling, that's a movie that's coming out either later this year or next year. I can't remember. And it's directed by Olivia Wilde. So it's her follow-up to the movie Booksmart. And it stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde herself, and a cast of other people. And this was... I remember originally described as a psychological thriller for the Me Too era. Um, and um, I didn't really know much about this film when it, when I was watching this trailer, because from the promotional materials and how they've been kind of marketing this movie, I thought it was kind of a psychological romance between Harry Styles and Florence Pugh, and that they were the two main characters of this. But when you really watch this trailer, you can see This is a Florence Pugh movie in which Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde and all of them are supporting characters. And that makes me a lot more excited for this film. I'm a big fan of Florence Pugh. I think she is great in every single role. Um, And then I was a fan of Booksmart a lot. So I'm excited to see what Olivia Wilde can do with a bigger budget, with a bigger cast and all of that type of stuff. And this trailer really did intrigue me. Um, I can see where the original writers were saying this was uh, for the Me Too era or whatever. I think it kind of goes into gaslighting and like that type of stuff. And I'm interested to see how she's going to meld those elements into this story. But overall, I just think we're in for a really good, really gripping movie with a good uh, with a good story behind it. I'm, I'm kind of getting get out vibes from this, even though it's probably going to be vastly different, but those are the type of vibes that I get from this film. And um, I'm excited to see it. The only thing that is a bit concerning to me is, I mean, some people have pointed out Florence Pugh is usually very ahead of the marketing and she just loves promoting the films that she's in. And she's been eerily quiet on this film. So a lot of people are saying maybe she didn't have the greatest time on this film. This is, of course, the film where um, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, I believe, met. So I'm not sure if that affected their relationship on this film. And there are some people who are saying, okay, maybe Olivia Wilde made it more of an Olivia Wilde film than a Florence Pugh film. 
But as of right now, that's all speculation. I'm still excited for Don't Worry Darling, and I'll be there when it comes out, whenever it does, because I do not quite know that release date. Next up, so Justin Lin, who it was reported that Justin Lin, who's directed pretty much every single Fast and Furious movie, but outside of like two or three of them, um, it was reported a while ago that he was leaving the Fast and Furious project. However, it has came out now that the reason that he was leaving, or at least the reported reason why he was leaving, is because of disagreements with Vin Diesel, who um, the reports say always showed up late to set, um, was very unprofessional, and then just very hard to work with. In addition to Justin Lin also um, not... Uh, or disagreeing with the studio about how the script was going to go and how the movie was going to be. And um, I was not really that surprised to hear any of this. Now, The Rock obviously had his problems with Vin Diesel, and that's why he left the franchise. But that was always a weird situation because people didn't know, because The Rock had his problems with Tyrese as well. So it's like, really, is The Rock the hard one to work with, or is it Vin Diesel? Maybe this is vindicating more that it is Vin Diesel that's a little bit hard to work with, especially with this franchise. But he is the cornerstone of this franchise. He has been what they've marketed all of these movies around. So I get why you have to keep him in there. But this is going to be a tough situation now because you have this huge $200, $300 million budgeted movie now that's expected to make a billion dollars. And the guy who's been at the helm of all of these really successful iterations of this franchise is now left and and these reports are coming out that maybe this isn't the best set to work on and the set is bad enough that Justin Lin giving up 10 20 million dollars just to not work on this film anymore you might not get another good director to come onto this thing or maybe you will but it's also a Fast and Furious franchise so I don't think those need to be great movies. I don't like. I don't know if people genuinely think those are great movies, or if they just accept that they're just big action movies. So, who knows? I just think it's a messy situation, um, and then we'll see how fast and furious goes in the future. Next, um, another director leaving a franchise is, and this one's a bit more concerning to me, Justin John Watts. Sorry, John Watts has left the Fantastic. Four movie as well. And if you don't know, John Watts was the person who directed all three of those Spider-Man films. And of course, ending with Spider-Man No Way Home right here. He was slated to direct the Fast Four movie, Fantastic Four movie when that comes out. He's now left the project. They're looking for other directors. And this is concerning to me. I, and I'll get into my Doctor Strange review later, but have, have immense respect for what just or John Watts was able to do with the Spider-Man franchise. And I think, especially with that third one, that with the wrong hands could have been handled so badly and could have been unrewarding. But I think he did it in a really good way. And I think he was able to keep the story of Spider-Man throughout those three films really, really well. Um, and I would have been excited to see what he would do with this Fantastic Four franchise because it's been wrong, done wrong so many times um, and I would be interested to see what he would do there but now he's left um, and I'm not sure I believe it was just creative differences but now we're getting into a little bit of a habit with Marvel Scott Derrickson left Doctor Strange too. Edgar Wright left Ant-Man 
now uh, John Watts is leaving this. There's more and more people who it seems like they're trying to really put their creative vision in there. And Marvel's kind of coming back and saying, like, this is what we're going to do with this. And we end up with mixed products. And I think Ant-Man could have been better if Edgar Wright was still attached. I believe um, Doctor Strange 2 could have been a bit better if Scott Derrickson was still attached. And I can't help but think Fantastic Four probably would be better if John Watts was attached. But he's not anymore. And that is concerning for this franchise and concerning for the MCU. But we will see who replaces him. I remember I said something similar about Scott Derrickson leaving, and then Sam Raimi joined, and everyone was excited about it. Maybe we'll get another thing like that. Maybe we won't, and we'll end up with another movie. But Ant-Man did turn out fine. Um, Doctor Strange 2 is, is what it is, so... I mean, we will see what happens with the Fantastic Four trilogy. However, I am a bit concerned that John Watts has left the franchise. And then lastly, I believe, or no, two more things. One, right before Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness, which we'll talk about a little bit later, the first trailer for Avatar, The Way of the Water, has came out. And um, um, I think it was best described by a man that was sitting right behind me in the theater. We said... Well, it looks pretty, um, and it does. It um, it looks pretty. I think um, it will be a visually stunning film. I think um, I'm going to very much enjoy seeing this thing in IMAX um, or 3D or whatever the intended format of this film is. But uh, they didn't really give anything away of the story, and not in a cool way where they just give you bits and pieces to kind of give you what you need. They really don't give you anything in this trailer. They just give you, here are some cool shots. Here are some other cool shots. Here are some cool shots. And then the thing just ends. There's no cohesion to it. There's no thread, story thread that you can follow. It's just like, this is what the movie's going to look like. And what that's what I'm guessing they're going to hope for, is that like people are just going to see this movie for the visuals of it, and that no one cared about the story of the first one, which might be true. But it's a just, I don't know, it's a bit concerning that, like, this trailer had absolutely nothing in it. Uh, just pretty shots. But it was fine. It didn't lessen my excitement for the movie, but it definitely didn't make me more excited for the movie. So it is just happening. Um, and then finally, for our last big story, um, I did just want to give a quick review for the se first season, or maybe a series, of Moon Knight, because it did conclude on Wednesday. And can... I'm I'm just going to come straight out with it. I, I don't get the hype for the series. I think it is by far the worst of any of the Marvel TV Plus shows. Um, it's a show that I kept wanting to get better and kept like thinking like maybe this is the episode where it really gets there. And it just never did. Um, I think it's very sloppy. Um, I think the story just is confusing for confusing sake. Um, and maybe if you're a big comics reader, you can get into that type of stuff. But when you're just trying to follow the story narratively, it's just a mess um, there. And overall, just for the season, it felt very unsatisfying because I watched this six episode series, which I'm assuming is meant to introduce me to this Moon Knight character. And that's a Moon Knight character, in which I barely got to see. And the character that we see at the very end of the film is barely introduced and we know nothing about. So I'm watching this whole thing and I'm just like, what was the point? And 
when I watched the other Disney Plus shows, when I watched WandaVision, I wanted to see what she was going to do in Doctor Strange. When I watched Captain America, I want to see more of that character. I want to see more of um, um, Haley Steinfeld's Hawkeye. I want to see more of Loki. Um, I don't really want to see more of Moon Knight. Like, if he shows up anywhere else, I guess I'll watch it. But as much as I like Oscar Isaac and I think his performance is fine in this, this show just did nothing for me. Um, and even Maya, uh, the, the Scarlet Scarab, um, I forget what the character or the actor's name is right now. But she was fine, and Oscar Isaac was fine, and Ethan Hawke was fine, and the show was watchable, but there was just nothing special about this show. It felt like a drag, and I, it just, it's just a miss from Marvel for me. Um, and I'm very yeah, sad to say that because I was, pretty, I was digging pretty much everything they were doing with the Marvel uh, Disney Plus series. So... Those are all of my takes on the big news stories of this week. But instead of doing quick news, we're going to do a new little segment called Just Missed, which these are the stories we're not going to talk about. So they just missed the show. So that way you can at least know what's happening in the news, even though we're not going to talk about them. So first, Wonder Twins, which I have no idea what that is, was canceled by Warner Brothers. I think it's some type of superhero project. Um, also, Henry, or sorry. Tom Hardy, Henry Cavill, Idris Elba, and Jacob Elordi were all considered, are all being considered for the role of James Bond. And Fast 10 is going to cost 300, up to $300 million. So those are three stories that just missed the cut for this week's episode. However, if you want to look up more facts on those, find the internet. Um, but that's it for the news stories of this week. However, as promised in the intro, I did watch Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness, which did come out this week or this Friday. And I am going to give you a quick review. Now, instead of waiting till next week to do a spoiler review, what I'm going to do is I'm basically going to give a five-minute non-spoiler review followed by a five- to ten-minute spoiler review. So if you want my thoughts on just the trailer or just the movie non-spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet, Listen to these next five minutes, then I'll try to put timestamps in the episode description so you can get past the spoilers. Um, however, if you've already seen the movie, then you can just watch both parts. So for my non-spoiler review, I will just get out with it right now. I was disappointed by this movie. Um, this was my most anticipated movie of this year. And without getting into any spoilers, I believe it didn't really know what it wanted to be in a movie. Um, I think this movie doesn't really service Doctor Strange in a good way. It doesn't really follow up on the first movie in any meaningful way. It doesn't really service um, Scarlet Witch in a good way. It doesn't introduce America Chavez in a good way. Um, and even with its multiversal things and all of that storyline, like when you contrast it to Spider-Man No Way Home, which did also kind of do some of those things where it kind of side-skirted the story and that was set up by the second one in favor of a multiversal story, it at least did it in a way that was gratifying and made sense for the story, in which this one 
all the multiverse things seem to just be put in there just because and to favor some moments that were gratifying, but not necessarily gratifying enough to justify what the movie had to take away to service those moments. And a lot of the movie just felt like things happening just to happen. And I think Dan Merle kind of put it best. Um, and his whole review was great. I, I agree with pretty much everything he said, where I think this movie, if you watch YouTube clips of this movie in a few years, it's going to play super well because there's a lot of scenes that are cool. But when you put the whole thing together as a movie, it's not cohesive. It's not like structured. It's just a um, hodgepodge of moments just thinly veiled together by, I mean, a very loose and very messy plot. And you see a lot of people defending this thing online, just like, oh, it's a superhero movie. What were you expecting? Blah, blah, blah. And I just hate that argument because it's just like, just because it's a $200 million wizard movie doesn't mean it has to be stupid. And I think the first one is a $200 million super, uh, wizard movie, and it wasn't dumb. Um, and this one just kind of was. Um, in addition to that, um, I think Doctor Strange, in addition to a story not really mattering it's just like him as a character seemed diminished in this um and like by the end of the film i don't think anything had changed with the character from the beginning of the film there was just no character growth in any of the characters in this thing and also from a power level i've been told that dr strange is supposed to be the most like one of the most powerful avengers and he's just kind of not in any of the movies anymore he gets beat pretty easily in a fight by Spider-Man and Spider-Man No Way Home. He doesn't really do anything to anyone in this movie. And so it's just, I feel like they just didn't really know what to do with this movie. They had some ideas, but they were just like, okay, it seems like they were like, okay, we want this, 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 and this to happen. Figure out some story that makes it happen instead of here's a good story that we want to follow and here's how we're going to make it happen. So overall, I'm not a fan of this film. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's one of the MCU's worst, but I definitely am disappointed in someone who thinks this movie could have been amazing. And I think overall, it's just a movie. So those are my non-spoiler thoughts for, um, I was about to say Spider-Man No Way Home. Those are my non-spoiler thoughts for Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness. If you have not seen the movie, please check the um, uh, description for this video. I will give you the time mark for when to jump back into this when I'm done with the spoiler review because I am going to get into spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie, please check the description, skip to that time mark when I am done with spoilers. However, the spoilers are going to start now. So, um, getting into a little bit more about what I didn't like about this film. The first one um, was Wanda's story. Now, of the Disney Plus shows, the one that I still think is the best is WandaVision. And one of my gripes with this film is I feel like the point of WandaVision is so you can kind of get some backstory to this character so that way you don't have to do it in this film. But this film, it kind of completely 
just ruins all of the character development that WandaVision, I think, worked so hard to get. Um, and WandaVision worked so hard to, like, give me empathy for this character and show that everything that she's gone through. Uh, but the end of WandaVision kind of shows her overcoming some of that and getting through that grief and moving on. And that's one of the things I really liked about WandaVision. But however, once you got into the first frame of this of Wanda in this film, she is just completely far gone psycho. And I know people are going to say, but you saw at the end of the after credit scene of WandaVision, she was reading the, uh, the dark, the dark, whatever, the dark holes. And, and so you knew that she was going to turn evil, but like, I'm sorry, but like some 30 second, one minute scene at the end of a show is not going to uh, take away the hours of character development that I did see for this character. And that beautiful moment with her and Vision at the end where you see kind of everything collapsing and like her letting go and like letting these people go was a beautiful scene that completely like means nothing now because he just turned back into a crazy villain just for the sake of aesthetics and um, some cool scenes. And I just really wasn't a fan of that. And I really wasn't with Wanda from the get go of this film because it was like, okay, you're supposed to buy into her as this crazy villain, but I feel empathetic for her because I saw WandaVision. And so that just kind of frustrated me the whole time. And in addition to that, the whole Doctor Strange thing, Doctor Strange is my favorite character in the MCU. Um, and it just felt like he was relatively unnecessary in his own film. I don't know. He, um, he again, he has no character growth. Um, you learn little things about him, but him as a character is no different by the end of this film as he is at the beginning. Um, his power set is completely weird. For the first, like, hour, maybe hour and a half of this film, he, like, all of the cool coolness of Doctor Strange, all of the cool things you can do with visuals with a Doctor Strange movie are just kind of sidestepped, and he just does his little magic spells to where he can just like throw power at people which is what every single other superhero does and i hate that dr strange was decimated to that in this movie until the very end where he does some kind of cool stuff and um and overall this is just like for a character that i really like and a character that i think should kind of be taking over that tony stark mantle of the big superhero in this move in this uh mcu franchise I just, I really didn't get much from him, which was disappointing for me. Um, and then, and for America Chavez, I think she was fine. The character was fine, but again, she just kind of seemed thrown in there. Like they didn't really know what to do with that character. Um, she's obviously just going to be, I think she was supposed to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. She was supposed to be the reason that they get from one multiverse to another instead of Ned doing the dumb magic thing, which makes sense. But she kind of just seems thrown in this movie. And I guess I know she's the point of it, but like the point is like getting her powers, but it's not like, it's not, I don't know. She was just kind of there for me. She didn't really do anything for me. The actress is fine, but she didn't do much for me. And then, oh, I'm just seeing like I'm ranching on Scarlet Witch, but this really did rub me the wrong way. But the whole motivation for Scarlet Witch's character in this also was getting to her children, which I think is fine. And it's like, at least that stuff was set up in Scarlet Witch enough to, or in um, WandaVision enough to where you can like, 
kind of get there. But uh, one thing I did agree with in Dan Murrow's review is like, maybe if they went away where it's like, okay, there's a version of her, uh, there's a um, existence in which her kids are in danger and like don't have a mother there. And she's trying to fight to get to that version. Maybe that would be okay. But this version of Wanda just seems super selfish and over the top evil, which was just not the character that I've been watching for nine episodes. But okay, that's on the side. Um, and then in addition to all of that, the Illuminati. So this was, again, a pretty cool scene. Um, you get to see him introduced to these characters. But we had these reveals. And this is obviously what all this is for. So you create this multiverse so that way you can get these cool reveals and all of them felt pretty empty. Um, so you got the, the guy with no mouth. I think he's from an X-Men or something. I just, I didn't care. Um, so you get Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel. Okay. Kind of cool. You get Haley Atwell as Captain America. Okay. Kind of cool. Um, and then of course you get John Krasinski as Reed Richards and Patrick Stewart as um, coming back as Professor X. And again, both of these, they were kind of cool in the moment. I was like, whoa, look, there's John Krasinski. But even in the theater, it seemed like people were clapping because they felt like they needed to clap. But then, then, but then in Spider-Man No Way Home, you get these reveals, but then they pay off so much for the rest of the film. And, they, and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire elevate what that film is so much from what it was. But these just felt useless. Like John Krasinski and and all of them, like John Krasinski has been fan cast as this character for years. I'm guessing he's going to be this character moving on. And then he's there and it felt wrong. Like it didn't really feel like, it didn't really feel like the character. And I think it was because I didn't get a movie to kind of grow into him being this character. You're just confronted with him and he's there. And he's supposed to be, yeah, this character. And in this first time playing this character, he's supposed to like been this veteran of being Reed Richards for a long time. And it just didn't feel right. Um, Professor X was in this. And again, he just kind of felt thrown in. Um, and it's like, okay, he's in this cool like chair thing now, which I guess is from the comics, but it looked kind of dumb and weird. Um, and then all of that, it, and even if the moments were just there, that's one thing. But then for all of them to die quickly, just to showcase that Wanda is powerful, which we already knew, um, just felt kind of dumb and like wasteful. Um, Cause now our first introduction to John Krasinski as supposedly the smartest man in the universe is him doing something incredibly stupid and then dying. Um, and our first introduction of a legacy X-Men character and the MCU is him kind of wheeling in, wheeling out, then dying. And then we get to see Haley Atwell as Captain America for a little bit, and then she dies. You get to see Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel, and she gets crushed by a statue. Like, didn't Captain Marvel, like, blow up a ship, like, by running through it, but she gets, she gets beat by a statue? The whole thing... Like there were cool sequences and parts of it were cool, but that, but what we got with that Illuminati was not worth all of the weird, messy plot devices needed to make this movie happen. 
you know, maybe I don't like this movie. I, I don't know. Um, it was just all a bit frustrating because I could see the potential. I could see it. Like I could see the potential of this movie and I can see the version of this movie that was really good. And it's just frustrating when you actually watch and you just see all of that potential wasted um, in service of some quick cameos that meant nothing. So that way you could drive some little box office during the first weekend of people wanting to see the cameos before they get spoiled. So, um, yeah, maybe I don't like this movie, but overall, I think I give it like a B minus again. I have, I've talked about a lot of the bad. There are some good, there are some cool sequences. It is a Dr. Strange movie. Um, and I like Dr. Strange. Um, I think Elizabeth Olsen's good, and I think Benedict Cumberbatch is as much his role as the Robert Downey Jr. was his role. Um, but overall, I would say I think I was disappointed by Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, when I have some more guests on, I think we'll talk about it a little bit more. But that is it for my review of Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness and the end of the news segment. But as I've said, so now through transitioning from this topic, so I've said Dr. Strange into the Multiverse of Madness, it was a B minus, it was okay. So next we're gonna be talking about tier listing all of the movies in the MCU. And let's see where Dr. Strange ranks among those movies. But first, let's get to a Riverside tune. <laughs> Okay, and for our main topic here, as I just said, we are going to be tier listing every single MCU movie. So let me turn my camera back on here. So if you're listening on Spotify, I forgot to mention this is a video episode. So if you're on Spotify, you should be able to see me actually listing the tiers. I did a test, it didn't work. So hopefully it'll work here. Um, but you will be able to see me tier listing the videos. Um, are tier listing the movies visually so that way if you can't follow however i'll be explaining everything audio wise so you can follow as well so let's just get right into it and i'm actually just going to reset one thing right here um okay let's get to it so by first of all we have five tiers so the five tiers that i'm usually going to use for all these they're going to fluctuate in the middles but the top tier is certified classic those are the top of the top MCU movies, the quintessential ones, the one that defined the MCUs, the certified classics. Next up is a banger. A banger, just really good movies, not quite the classics, but really good MCU fares. Third tier is enjoyed it. Not amazing, not bad or anything, but you enjoyed it. Um, so enjoyed it is that third tier there. The fourth tier is it's a movie. Um, those are the ones where it's like, it's not terrible, but it's not really good. It just kind of happened. And, you know, it's a movie. And then the fifth tier, of course, is garbage. The movies that are just not very good. So um, let's get right into it. So the first movie we're going to do these in release order is Iron Man. And this is going to be a tough one because if you ask most people, it's going to be in certified classic. But um, I'm the only one here. And for me, 
when I was watching these films, and we talked about it when we were ranking Harry Potter's, which is um, just because something's the first one and it's the one that everything else is built on doesn't mean it's the best one and should be regarded among the best. Like, I think one of the best things about these starting movies is like, this is the foundation. This is where things started from. And they've gotten much better since then. And so I think Iron Man is a great movie. And I know, first of all, people are going to say I'm a hypocrite because I think Harry Potter 1 is a great movie for that reason. But I think everything was really built off the first movie of Harry Potter. But I really think things have expanded and built off of Iron Man a lot more than they were off of Harry Potter. That was more singular. This is more broad. And so if we were only ranking the Iron Man series, I think it would be higher. But when you rank the whole MCU, I think Iron Man is a fun movie. I think it was a good introduction to a character. Um, however, I just don't think it's a certified classic and I don't think it's a banger. I think it's a good movie and that's why I'm going to put it in enjoyed it. I'm going to put it at the top of enjoyed it because I did enjoy it. It was a good film, but I just don't, it's just not a banger and it's not a certified classic for me. Um, the next one is The Incredible Hulk. This one's going to be easy. I'm going to put it in It's a Movie. It's the only one I haven't seen. Um, if I had guessed, maybe they'd like, I let them rank it, but I just haven't seen that movie yet. So I can't really say if what it is. So I'm going to put it in It's a Movie. Um, and then next up is Iron Man 2. So Iron Man 2 is a tough one. I didn't hate Iron Man 2. It's not awful, but I would never watch it again. It's obviously one of the worst MCU movies. Um, and so I'm struggling here between it's a movie and garbage. Um, like, but I think I'm going to put it in garbage. And the reason I'm going to put it in garbage is in comparison to the rest of the MCU movies, like if you compare it to the room or like, I don't know. I don't know what's a universally hated movie. I don't know, maybe Morbius or something. Um, then maybe it would be more like it's a movie, but in the scheme of Marvel, it is pretty garbage. Um, it's just, there's just not much there. Um, and it's a movie I would never revisit. So Iron Man 2, I'm going to tentatively put in garbage. Now, next is the, the first Thor movie. Now, this one, now this one's interesting. I think Thor is, again, it's fine. I liked it. I think it was a good introduction to the character. But I think because Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame or whatever improved on the character so much more than the first Thor did. And I know the first Thor movies have their um, defenders and I really like Kenneth Branagh, but I just don't think the first Thor movie is all that. And it's again, a movie I would never revisit. It's definitely better than Iron Man 2. Um, and, I, and I don't know about the Hulk. The Hulk will be at the bottom of it's a movie for me. But I'm going to put Thor at the top of it's a movie just because, I mean, it's a movie. It, it happened. Um, I couldn't put anything above that. Um, next is Captain America, the first Avenger. And again, I feel very similarly to Thor here. Um, it's fine. You get introduced to the characters. Um, you get introduced to the origin story. But I'm not a huge fan of this film. Um, and I don't, I think I like, I don't, I think Iron Man of the solo of those first three is the best solo first movie. And 
Captain America, the first Avenger, it's a movie. I don't know. So I'm going to put it right above Thor as it's a movie. But at the end of the day, it's a movie. So it's going to go into the it's a movie tier. Um, and then, fi- or not finally, but now we have the Avengers. So the Avengers is a tough one. It's obviously either a banger or a certified classic. I'm tempted to say certified classic just because this was like, just like Iron Man was the start of the MCU, like the Avengers was the start of like, nah, the MCU is like serious. Um, Like this is when like the MCU is what it is because when Iron Man came out, that's when the Dark Knight came out. Dark Knight was still kind of like, you know, the big thing. But then Avengers and Dark Knight Rises came out at the same time, and Avengers was like, no, this is this is what we're doing now. Um, however, though, when you look back at the Avengers as a movie, it's fun. I like it. But again, we've gotten much, much better Avengers movies since then. Um, and while there are moments in the first one that are cool in Avengers, I think it's more nostalgia for that time. And this is the first time getting to see all these heroes together. And so I think it's a banger. It's a banger, um, but it's not a certified classic. So Avengers is a banger, but it's not a certified classic. Um, next up's Iron Man 3. And, and this might be my first controversial opinion. Um, Iron Man 3 is a banger. Iron Man 3 is absolutely 100% a banger. Um, I, I'm not going to put it certified classic. I think those would be reserved for some other movies. But... Iron Man 3 is one of my favorite MCU movies because it has a distinctive tone. I think the twist is fun. I think the movie just overall is fun. I think the ending's kind of dumb and stupid, but um, this is one of the first MCU movies that I watched, like, because I watched the MCU movies all out of order until I really got into it. And it was just... It was just a really good time. Um, it, It was... It had some emotional stuff because, like, him dealing with the stuff that happened during Avengers, him dealing with that, but then kind of still guiding his own movie. I just think Shane Black did a really good job of making an interesting story, but then also still making it an MCU movie, um, but then also still making it his own. Um, I really enjoy Iron Man 3, and it's a banger, and it's above Avengers for me, so it's the top of the bangers for me. Um, for Iron Man 3. Now, next up is Thor The Dark World. That movie's garbage. It's the it's the lowest of garbage. Um, that movie's not good. It's the only MCU movie that I genuinely think is, like, not good. Like, I could talk about Doctor Strange. I didn't... I, I was disappointed by Doctor Strange, but it's fine. Like, I could maybe watch it again, but um, I ain't watching... I ain't watching Thor again because um, that movie's garbage. Um... Or Thor 2, sorry. The original Thor is all right. Thor 2 is garbage. Um, and I'm not going to give it any more time. Um, so next up is our first certified classic movie. And this is when the MCU started to turn that corner from making pretty good movies that made a lot of money to, oh, okay, we're for real now. It's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That movie slaps. I think... Ah... Uh, I really like Civil War too, and I'll get to that later. But um, this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, um, 
MCU films. It definitely one my one of my favorite MCU films that's not a team up movie or anything like that. It's really well written, really well acted. I think the action scenes are better in this movie than some of the other movies because big vague power fights like in um some of these other movies can just be a lot very frustrating but the good thing with captain america is you get a lot of hand-to-hand combat which can be more interesting to watch um one of the things i like about the batman movies as well and also there's just a lot of iconic scenes like the elevator scene in this movie um um, and even the ending of this movie, and you get to have like a lot of good payoff with Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes. Um, there's just a lot of good. And this movie, even more than Thor 3 changed Thor from being like a eh, whatever character to like, uh, this is a really cool character. Captain America 2 changed him from kind of like Boy Scout cheerleader character to like, oh no, this is like a really cool character. So Captain America and the Winter Soldier is our first certified classic movie of the MCU. And next, we get Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's fine. When I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, one of my friends was just, or someone I knew at school was um, just obsessed with this movie. He like he sung, like hooked on a feeling all the time. He just walked around just talking about Guardians of the Galaxy every single second of the day. And I watched this thing. It was fun. It has a really good soundtrack. Um, there's good chemistry between the leads. Chris Pratt was great. Um, and then um, Bradley Cooper and everyone. It's like the, the chemistry of the cast was good. But um, it's like, that's it, right? Like, it's like, I don't, I've never had a hankering. Is that a word? I've never wanted to go back to this movie. Um, and it's just a movie. Like, I don't, I feel like I really don't know how to say it. It's just like, it's fine. Um, but I, I don't know. It's weird because I'm going between, it's a movie and I enjoyed it, but it's definitely on a different class than Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and I like it, I think more than the first Iron Man. I would definitely watch this movie again before watching the first Iron Man again. So I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy is in it's enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was good. But I'm not putting it in a banker because it's not. It's just not a banker. Um, but I enjoyed it. Next up is Avengers Age of Ultron. This one's a tough one. At the time, I really liked this film. At the time, I really liked it. But again, time passes. Better films come out. You start to look back on how that film actually was. And I think Ultron was good. I think James Spader was great casting, but I think he was okay. I think, but I don't know. There's a lot of good in that film though. It's like, I really liked how they introduced Vision and I kind of liked the story between Scarlet. Um, well, I like the introduction of Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver. Don't really like how Quicksilver ended, but like that is what it is at this point. But um, what's, what's Black Widow, sorry. I really like the story between Black Widow and the Hulk. And there are just things to like in this film. Um, and I think it is, I don't know if it's an improvement on the first Avenger or on the first Avengers movie. Um, but I, I did like it. Um, and so, okay, I'm torn here. I'm torn. This is where I wish I had a guest. Um, even though the guest probably would have fought me on the rest of these, but this is where I wish I had a guest because 
part of me, I enjoyed it. But is it a banger? Uh, the real question is, is Avengers 2 better than Avengers 1? I think most people would say no. I guess I would also say no. And that's why I'm going to put it in Enjoyed It. I'm going to put Avengers Age of Ultron and Enjoyed It, but at the top of Enjoyed It. Because I did enjoy that film. I would definitely watch that film again. I think there's a lot to like. There's probably some things not to like. Um, the ending is just a CGI fest, just like all of these endings are. But I enjoyed Avengers Age of Ultron. It's going to go in my Enjoyed It tier, and then I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, next... Ant-Man. Okay. Okay, here's where they're getting tough, because these movies are getting kind of good. Um, Ant-Man is going to have to be enjoyed it. I did enjoy Ant-Man. It was a fun movie. Um, I really like Paul Rudd as that character. Kind of another one. I don't think I can envision anyone else doing that character. But, man, Ant-Man Ant -Man was a good movie, though. It's not a, It's not a banger, though. But is it, though? Is it a banger? Ant-Man, it was just really fun. It was like a fun, you know, I would, yeah, you know, Ant-Man's a banger. It's, um, it's, it's better than Avengers. Yeah, it's better than, yeah, Ant-Man's a banger. Um, it's, it's funny. It's just a really fun movie. Um, the chemistry between the leads is great. It moves really well. I think the side characters are better than other films. Um, and what I'm using with a lot of these is I would watch Ant-Man right now again. If one of my friends was like, hey, do you want to turn on Age of Ultron? Maybe. Um, you want to turn on Avengers? Eh, maybe. You want to turn on Ant-Man? Yeah, sure. That was a fun movie. Um, so I'm going to put Ant-Man in a banger. I'm not going to put it as good as Iron Man 3, just because Iron Man 3 is kind of sick. Um, but Ant-Man, I'm going to put it in our, it's a, it's a second banger. Um, and then we have Civil War. Look, hate me if you want. It's a certified classic above America, uh, Captain America Civil or Winter Soldier. Civil War is just great. Like I like I know some people don't like it because like oh there's too many characters. It's Avengers 2.5. It's not really a Captain America movie. But I disagree. You get a really good character arc for Captain America in this movie. You get a really good character arc for um, Tony Stark in this movie. You get a really good introduction of Black Panther in this movie. Unlike the introductions of some characters we saw in Doctor. Strange. Um, you get a really good introduction for um, um, Spider-Man in this movie. Um, the action scenes are really cool. The ending is gratifying. The villain is good. Um, there's just, I don't understand what there is to dislike about this movie. It's just really good. And it's the top of certified classic for me. Um, because it's just a certified classic. I think it is the class of what the MCU is. Um, and I just, I really enjoy that film. So Captain America Civil War is a certified classic and it's, it's going to stay there. It's because I really did enjoy that film. And next up is the first Doctor Strange. Now, this one's again, it's easy for me. I really did enjoy that first Doctor Strange. It's a banger. Um, you get an introduction to this character. You get an origin story that, you know, it feels familiar but it's not like boring in that way. Um, it's, I instantly, well, I didn't instantly like this character, but I'm interestedly engrossed in this uh, movie. Um, the visuals just are so different and top notch and 
in comparison to other movies. Like one of the things I didn't like about the new Doctor Strange is that for a Doctor Strange movie, the visuals felt very marvelly. Um, but in the original Doctor Strange, I feel like there was just some really cool shots, some really cool imagery. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is absolutely amazing in this role. Um, I think Wong is a good addition. I think um, um, the ancient one was good in this. And there's just a lot to like about Doctor Strange. So I'm going to put Doctor Strange at the top of bangers. Um, I think it was a good origin story. Um, and I think at that point, probably the best origin story so far. And um, I just really enjoyed it. So Doctor Strange is a banker. And then we have Guardians 2. Another controversial opinion. I like Guardians 2 more than Guardians 1. I really enjoyed Guardians 2. I think the soundtrack is still good. Um, I think the story moves a little bit better. Um, I think the ending is a bit more gratifying than the first. The first one, I, was, I didn't really like the ending of the first one. But the second one was good. The chemistry is all there already. It's just a really fun movie. Um, and, I, yeah, people always say the first Guardians is better or, like, the second Guardian is all, like, it's too jokey or too whatever, but I think it's fun. Um, I don't think it's as good as Ant-Man. I think it's better than the first Avengers. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'll put it at the bottom of a banger. I think it's a banger. I like, I don't know. I like, I like Guardians of the Galaxy too. I think it's a good movie. And now we're moving into the really good ones here. So Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, oh, this is tough. Oh, this is tough because Spider-Man Homecoming is better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, but I feel like I have too many bangers. Um, um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move Guardians of the Galaxy 2 down to enjoyed it because I did enjoy it. Maybe it's not a banger. But Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. Ooh. Spider-Man Homecoming is going to be the bottom of Bankers. Spider-Man Homecoming is a very good first film. Nope, nope. Spider-Man Homecoming is going to be the top of Enjoyed It. Um, no, no. Spider-Man Homecoming is going to be the bottom of Bankers. I'm sticking with what I said. Good villain. Very good introduction to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I think there's good chemistry in the cast there. And if there was any movie that I had to rewatch in the MCU, I would definitely go back to these Spider-Man films. I think Tom Holland's great. Zendaya doesn't really have a presence in that first film, um, but him and his chemistry with Ned is great in that film. Um, and the story's good. Um, I like I like the whole story with Michael Keaton. It brought tension. It brought um, suspense. It um, it was a good twist. Um, and I like Spider-Man Homecoming more than Avengers. You know what? I'm putting it above Avengers and Ant-Man, but below Iron Man 3. That's where I draw the line. Um, that's where I draw the line there. Um, but I'm putting Spider-Man Homecoming in bangers. Because uh, those Spider-Man movies are really, really good. And very rewatchable. Um, and next uh, is Spider-Man... Oh, sorry. Thor Ragnarok. Now, again, a bit of a controversial opinion here. I think Thor Ragnarok's okay. I liked it. I just don't think it's this amazing thing that everyone brought it out to be. Um... I think it's kind of fun, but I kind of like it about the same as the first Guardians. So I'll put it, I'll put it right next to Guardians, right under Guardians of the Galaxy One, um, as enjoyed it. Uh, it's good, it's fine, it's funny, but I've never felt myself drawn to watch the m movie again. I think it really did well with 
Chris Hemsworth's character and change the character into something that was much more um, enjoyable um, to watch. Uh, and a character that I wanted to see more in other things, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's just not a banger. It's just not. So I'm putting it enjoyed it and I'm going to keep it there. And then Black Panther, Black Panther's a banger. Um, because of the CGI things in the second half, I'm going to put it below both the Captain America movies, but it's just great. Chadwick is Black Panther. Um, the movie has a better emotional core than any other Marvel movie. Uh, the story is really great. Um, and then just the cultural significance of it is amazing. Um, and then, yes, I know the third act is the, what the third act is. And um, the CGI fight at the end of it is what it is. But just the story in it is really great. And Black Panther's a banger. I don't need to... Black Panther's a banger, and I'm not moving it. Uh, and, oh, we only have a few left here. So Avengers Infinity War. And I've thought about this before I even started. So Avengers Infinity War is going to be a banger. Top of banger. Um, I think Avengers Infinity War, and we'll get to Endgame later, is a better movie than Avengers Endgame. I do believe that. Um you know what? Yeah, you know what? I changed my mind. It's a certified classic. It has to be. It has to be. When you have one of the coolest endings in cinematic history, it's like, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be a certified classic. And and I know when you watch the ending of that film, it's like, well, you know, they're all going to come back. That's what, that was my whole thing. I was like, I know they're all going to come back. These sequels have been announced, but like, um, just being in the theater and watching all of that happen, the ending of that film and just seeing the gasp when all of that happens. And like Peter just like, I don't want to go. It's just like, it was so emotional, but then there's also so many other great moments. Um, Captain America on the uh, bridge, catching the, whatever it is that they were throwing at one of the people um, was cool. Um, Scarlet witch literally having to tear the bindstone out of vision just for Thanos to put it back in and rip it out again. That stuff was, was wrenching Thor coming in on the thing. Oh man. What's it called? With Thunderstruck coming down, almost getting rid of, um, um, Thanos saying you should have gone for the head. Lots of, lots of great stuff in that movie. Um, and you get Dr. Strange with some actual cool Dr. Strange visuals. Um, yeah, Avengers Infinity War is a banger. Um, I'm gonna put it below Black Panther. I just really like Black Panther. Avengers Infinity War is a banger. Um, and then you get Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is garbage. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm gonna put it, it's better than Thor the Dark World, but it's worse than Iron Man 2. I'll stick by that. Ant-Man and the Wasp was a very big disappointment for me. Um, it is just the definition of a nothing movie. Um, like nothing of importance happens. Um, the villain is one note, or there's like two villains and they're all one note. And the seems like the entire movie was made just to service the ending, which would help for something that happens in Endgame, which was very disappointing um, for a film. Uh, and so I'm not going to talk about it much more. Ant-Man and the Wasp was garbage. Um, and then Captain Marvel, 
the Captain Marvel was a film that I fiercely defended when it came out, just because I thought everyone was just saying it was terrible when it really wasn't. It was fine. Um, but it's a movie. It's the top of it's a movie. I liked it more than the first Avenger or the original Thor. But it is kind of just a movie. Like, you know, she's pretty good. Um, the story is fine. But would I ever watch it again? Probably not. Um, and again, this was a film that just was there to set her up before Avengers Endgame happened so she could do what she needed to do in Endgame, which is what it is. Uh, so Captain Marvel, it's a movie. Let's move on. And then in Endgame, if Infinity War is a banger, or Infinity War is a classic, so does Endgame have to be. Now, Endgame is a worse movie than Infinity War, and Endgame kind of started on the trend of being a messy movie to have very good moments, but the moments are so, so good. The ending of that film is so, so good. And there's just so much payoff that happens. That's so gratifying. Um, Avengers Endgame has to be a certified classic. It just has to be. Um, it just, it just has to be, I, I'm going to put it below infinity war. It's going to be the bottom of certified classic for me, but it just is, um, Avengers and it's in game. It's, it's the film that I think all films are going to be judged by when you're talking about these big cataclysmic events. Um, so in game is going to be a certified classic. Um, did we had far from home? Now I like far from home more than homecoming. Um, and so it's going to be right above it as a banger. Um, I think it, I don't know. The series just is really good. They put more Zendaya in here and Zendaya and Tom Holland have great chemistry. Um, and I remember when I was reviewing it, I was like nitpicking a lot of things. But really, when I look back on these films, it's just really fun. Jake Gyllenhaal was really good in it. Um, the twist at the ending was very good, even though it didn't really pay off that much in No Way Home. Um, and I don't know. I just really enjoy all three of those films. And they're either going to all be bangers or certified classics for me. Um, it's because the Spider-Man series was such a good, fun, little self-contained film trilogy. And the second one was, I think, an improvement on the first one. Um, and it's a really fun ride. Um, then we have Black Widow, which is the definition of it's a movie. That's why I'm going to put it at the bottom of it's a movie. It's not terrible, but it's just a movie that, like, obviously should have been made a long time ago. And when when it happened, it just felt like there was no use for it. We were going back on a character whose story was already finished. And we did get to introduce Florence Pugh's character, but I feel like that could have been in other places. So um, Black Widow was literally, yeah, it was a movie. Um, but I don't know. I can't even tell you much about what happened. It's just a movie. Um, Shang-Chi is a banker, though. So Shang-Chi is better than Ant-Man but not as good as the Spider-Mans. So it's just, Shang-Chi was the first movie I watched in 4DX. It's just a really good, fun story. I think Simu Liu um, is amazing in that role. Um, I think Aquafina was a good addition to the cast. And I think the uh, villain aspect of it was well more well done than a lot of these other movies because I actually did feel sympathetic towards Wenwu. Um, and I did understand his motivations in this movie, which is not, I mean, sometimes I kind of understand the motivations, but I don't really care. But like, I think his was just really well done. And the ending of that film is really well done. And I think they set up a character that I'm excited to see in the future. 
Um, and and they set up a dynamic that I'm trying. Um, I'm excited to see in the future, and I want to see how Shang Chi relates with other characters in the MCU. But I also, you know, want to see him in his own solo thing. So Shang Chi is definitely a banger. Um, um, I really did enjoy that film. And Eternals is another one that I enjoyed. However, I'm gonna put it at the top of enjoyed it. Um, I think I fought for Eternals just because I didn't get why people hated it. Um, but it is just kind of okay. Um, I think there are a lot of characters, so they don't get a lot of time to set up anything. But I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's sensational. Um, but I don't know. Um, I really like the twists and turns in that movie. I really like the dynamics between some of the characters in that movie. Um, I think visually it's pretty good. Uh, and I think there are certain characters that I'm really in- interested to see what happens in the future, like Makari, like, um, um, yeah, a little, the mind control guy is like, is what it is. But, um, and I really liked Icarus. Um, and I know Icarus might be done, but like, I really like what they did with that character. So there was just a lot of good in uh, Eternals. And I know there's a lot of people that say there's a lot of bad, but I liked it. Um, and then we're getting to the last two here. So Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm just going to put all the Spider-Mans in the same bubble. I liked all three of them. Um, so I'm going to put Spider-Man No Way Home as another banger. Um, and this is kind of like Infinity War to me, where the moments are the end game, where it's like, it's kind of messy. There are some things I definitely didn't like in there, but the moments that are good are so good um, that it kind of makes up for some of the things that I wish were like a little bit better. Like I didn't like that Ned was the one that opened the portal. It didn't make any sense. And there are like other kind of like nitpicks like that. But the last 30 minutes of this movie, it's a bit, it's clarified classic. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, like just when I was talking about it, I was like, what am, it's obviously a certified classic. Spider-Man No Way Home. Just the last 30 minutes of the movie are so gratifying. I'm just over here in the theater with a big smile on my face, eating popcorn, um, just enjoying the heck out of this movie. Um, it's just really fun. So uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is a certified classic. And then finally, I've already done the full review. Um, we don't really need to do much more. Um, Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness. It's a movie as well. And I'm going to put it under Captain Marvel. Um, well, I'd watch it again before I watch Captain Marvel again. So I'd put um put it there. So that's our full ranking. Um, so just as a recap, I have three films in the garbage tier. That is Thor 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Iron Man 2. So kind of a, a warning there for second movies. I have um, six movies in It's a Movie, uh, which are Black Widow, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, Captain Marvel, and Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness. I have six films and enjoyed it, which are Iron Man, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Eternals. I have seven films and Banger, which is Avengers, Ant-Man, Shang-Chi, all three of the spider wait, no, sorry, Avengers, Ant-Man, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Iron Man 3, and Doctor Strange. And then I have six certified classics, which are Spider-Man No Way Home, Avengers um, Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War. So 
those are my rankings of every MCU movie. Let me know um, in the in the reviews or the comments or the Q and A section if you agree with my rankings. What did I get wrong? What did I get right? Um, and is Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness put in the right place? Does it uh, deserve to be higher? Um, does it deserve to be lower? Um, so that is it for that. Next up, we're going to be doing a quick little quiz for myself, and then you can play along as well. And then we'll get out of here. But first, another Riverside tune. Okay, and so for our last part of the show here, we're going to be playing a game. This is going to be a little bit of a quiz on myself, but you can play along as well. And then again, my screen is shared if you're watching on Spotify. So what I have is this is a quiz from Sporacle. And this is, can you name every MCU actor when the character name is given? There's 243 characters here. Um, I'm not even going to try to get to 243. They give 20 minutes. I'm going to take 15 um, or however many I need. And I'm going to try to see how many MCU actors can I name just by the character name. It should be pretty easy enough. So let's get it going. So firstly, from Iron Man, Tony Stark, Iron Man, that's Robert Downey Jr. So we will put that in. That is one. James Rhodes, that was played by Terrence Howard. Um, um, oh, how do you spell Terrence? Terrence Howard. Um, so I got that one right. That's two. Obadiah Stane. Who played Obadiah Stane? Was it Jeff Bridges? Um, okay, I got that one. Pepper Potts, of course, played by um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. So we're... Oh. Gwyneth... Gwyn... Oh. I you spell Gwyneth Paltrow? Um, I'm going to look up the spelling of it because I'm not looking up... That's not treating, I don't think. <laughs> How do you spell Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth. Okay. Gwyn. Sorry. This is annoying. Okay, so Gwyneth Paltrow. Christine Everhart. I have no idea who that is. Ho Yinsen. I have no idea who that is. Phil Coulson is played by uh, Clark Gregg. Um, Jarvis is played by Paul Bedney. Um, Happy Hogan's played by the director whose name is Happy Hogan's played by the director whose name is oh what's his name? He directed Lion King, he directed Jungle Book oh I'm gonna have to come back I'm gonna have to come back to him um William Gunter Riva, I have no idea who that is. And Nick Fury is, of course, played by Samuel L. Jackson. So I got eight from the original Iron Man. Um, for The Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner was paid by Edward Norton. Um, I know that. Um, Betty Raw, I don't think I know anyone else from that film. So I'm not even going to try. Iron Man 2, okay. Iron Man 2 was when Don Cheadle took over. Um Natasha Romanoff is, of course, played by Scarlett Johansson. And 
Sin. Yvonne Jeff. Oh, who played Whiplash? Ah. Uh, who played Whiplash in Iron Man 2? Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to spell Mickey Rourke, but I'm pretty sure that's the name. Mickey Rourke, M O U R K E. Oh, how do you spell Mickey? <laughs> With an E Y. Mickey Rourke. Okay, he played Ivan Jocko. Justin Hammer. Is that Sam Rockwell? Okay, Howard Stark. I don't know. And Senator Stern, I don't know. So, so far I've got 13 off these first three movies. It's still bothering me. I can't remember who played Happy Hogan. His name, it's just, it's there. It's there, but it's just not, it's not there. Um, and I just don't have it. Okay. Thor is obviously played by Chris Hemsworth. Um, um, Jane Foster is played by Natalie Portman. Loki's played by Tom Hiddleston. Odin is played by... Who plays Odin? I don't know if I know who plays Odin. Eric Selvig, I definitely don't know. Darcy Lewis is played by Kat Dennings. Lafi, I have no idea who that is. Heimdall is played by Idris Elba. Kind of a wasted role now, if you think about it. Bullstag, I have no idea. Hogan... Fondrel. Lady Sif is played by some actress. Oh, I would know the name if I saw it. She was in an NBC series. I don't know it off the top of my head, though. So I'll come back to it. I don't know who plays Frigga or Agent Stillwell as well. So Captain America, The First Adventures, that's when Steve Rogers is played by Chris Evans. Peggy Carter is played by Haley Atwell. Um, Bucky Barnes is played by Bucky Barnes is played by Oh, it's right there. Bucky Barnes is played by Oh, Sam Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Um I don't know who Chester Phillips is. Red Skull. Is that Ray Fines? Does Ray Fiennes play Red Skull? Did I make that up? He seems like a Ray Fiennes character. Um, I just need to figure out how to spell Rafe. F-I-E-N-N-E-S. So I spelled it right, so he must not play the character. Um, so I have no idea who plays Red Skull. And then Howard Stark again. Um, yeah, I don't know the rest of those. The Avengers, Bruce Banner, Hulk is played by Mark Ruffalo. Then Barton's played by, oh my goodness. I'm getting hungry, so my brain is blanking. Clint Barton's played by uh, Jeremy Renner. Um, Maria Hill's played by Kobe Smulders. Okay, so we're at 24. I'm trying to get to 100 here. We'll see if I can. Um, Iron Man 3, who plays Adric Killian? I have no idea. Plays Maya Hansen, no idea. Trevor Slattery, no idea. President Ellis, no idea. Harley Keener, no idea. Gary, no idea. And Thor the Dark World, who plays Malekith? No idea. Vandral, no idea. Richard, no idea. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Alexander Pierce. He's played by... 
He's played by someone famous. I can't remember the name. Sam Wilson's played by um, Anthony Mackie. I don't think I'm getting to 100. I might get to 50. Uh, Crossbones. Is it John Bernthal? I think it's John Bernthal. I might have spelled that wrong. John Bernthal. Bernthal. No, I spelled it right, so he's not in that movie. Um, So I have no idea who plays Crossbones. Um, Sharon Carter is played by Emily Van Camp. Um, Let's see. Peter's Quill, Star-Lord, is played by Chris Pratt. Gamora is played by Zoe Saldana. Jax is played by Dave Bautista. Um, Groot is played by Bradley Cooper. Um, oh, wait, sorry. Rocket's played by Bradley Cooper. Groot's played by Vin Diesel. Um, Ronan, I don't remember. Yondu's played by... I don't remember. Nebula's played by Karen Gillan. Um, and I don't know. Oh, The Collector's played by um, Jeff Goldblum? No, that's later. Well, either way, someone in that movie is played by um, Sylvester Stallone. Um... Uh, but that was later on. Oops. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, Ultron's played by James Spader. Um, Quicksilver is played by... I don't remember. Scarlet Witch is, of course, played by Emily Olsen. Emily Olsen. That's her name, right? Emily Olsen. Yeah, that's her name. What's her name? If I'm cheating here, then I'm cheating. Emily Olsen. Oh, that's not her name. What's this girl's name? Oh, okay. I'm just blanking then. Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Olsen. (laughs) Okay. Oof. Laura Barden, no idea. Helen Cho, no idea. Okay, Ant-Man's played by Paul Rudd. Um, Hank Pym's played by Michael Douglas. Hope Van Dyne is played by... Oh, she's from Lost. I'll come back to it. Darren Cross, Yellow Jacket's played by Mark Cross, I think. Is that a name? Darren Cross? Something I don't remember. And I don't know anyone else from that film. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Ant-Man. Lewis is played by Michael Pena. One of them is played by T.I. too. Okay. Um, Captain America Civil War Black Panther is, of course, played by the late, great Chadwick Boseman. Peter Parker is played by Tom Holland. Zemo is played by Daniel Bruhl. Um, 
and I don't know the rest. Doctor Strange played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, I'm, I'm nearing 50 here. Um, oh, I did not know Benedict Cumberbatch played Dormammu. That's good to know. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, played Mordo. Christine Palmer's played by the great... Um, um, what's, her, what's her face? Um, um, uh, she's in everything. I'll have to come back to her. Wong is played by Benedict Wong. Um, Ancient One is played by Uma Thurman? No, it's the other one. Um, I'll come back to it. Um, Mantis is played by Paul Clement, Palm Clementoff. Um, let me see how to spell Palm Clementoff. Clement. Clem in T-I-E-F-F. Eagles played by Kurt Russell, right? Um, and who plays? Does someone play David Hasselhoff? That's not David Hasselhoff. Okay, David Hasselhoff plays himself. And Howard the Duck, I have no idea. I'm just going to... Yeah, I just threw in a Stan Lee to see... Um, um, so Stanley is in there somewhere too. Okay. Adrian Thomas Vulture is played by Michael Keaton. Um, no idea who plays Michelle Jones, Aaron Davis. Ned's played by, oh, I don't know the actor's name. Flash is played by, oh, Tony Revolori. Good pull from me. Um, how do you spell that though? Tony. Revolori. Revolori. Um, well, and then Zadea's in that movie too, so. Um, um, I for, oh, I did not know Zendaya's name, and that was Michelle Jones. Um, oh, oh, um, JB Smoove is in that movie too. Because he's in all of them. Okay, JB Smoove. Um, oh, I guess he was in Far From Home. Okay, either way. Okay, so those are those. Thor Ragnarok. Hela was played by... Oh my gosh, all these white women are uh, getting mixed up in my head. Kate Blanchett was the one from um, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. No, Grandmaster was um, Jeff Goldblum. Um, Valkyrie is Tessa Thompson. Um, Korg is Taika Waititi. Um, is it Waititi? Okay. Um, actor Odin is played by Matt Damon, I think, or play Loki. Um, okay, Black Panther, Eric Killmonger is played by Michael B. Jordan. Um, Okoye. Denai Guerrero. Is it? I, th I think that's the name. I I don't know how to spell it. Denai. Oh, I definitely spelled Guerrero 
wrong. Okay. Shuri is um Shuri is played by the anti vaxxer, I can't remember her name. Um and Bakdu, I can't remember either. Uh okay, I'm just got the pass. Thanos is played by Josh Brolin. Um, don't know the other two of those. Um Sony Birch Okay, Jimmy Wu is played by Randall Park. Janet Van Dyne's played by uh, an older actress whose name is I'm gonna have to pass. Uh, I'm, I'm killing it. Uh, Captain Marvel's played by Brie Larson. Um, Marie Rambeau is played by don't know it. Um, Edwin Jarvis, I don't know. Cassie Lang, don't know. Um, Quentin Beck Mysterio is played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, J. Jonah Jameson is played by J.J. Simmons. J.J. J.K. Simmons. Um, WandaVision. Agnes is played by Catherine Hahn. Catherine, yeah, it's definitely Catherine Hahn. These names are killing me. Um, Catherine, she spells her name wrong. Uh, Catherine, okay. Monica Rambeau, uh, it's by somebody else. Um, okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, John Walker, no idea. Um, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine is played by, um, um, Oh, Veep Lady. Something, something, something. Oh, my goodness. I just, ugh. Sebastian, okay, Loki. Okay, um, who is in that? Um, Loki, I'm panicking. Loki, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson was in Loki. Um, um, and I have no idea who plays Sylvie. Um, oh, Ramona Renslayer is played by Gugu and Bathara. Um, okay, Yelena Belova is played by um, um, Florence Pugh. Um, 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 David Harbour's in that movie. Um, Dave, Dave Harbour? David, this name's David Harbour, right? David Harbour. Oh, oh, I'm running out of time. I have um, only a few minutes here. Um, Harbour with a U. Okay. Um, who else is in that movie? Um, Oscar winning, um, Emma Stone and Emma Stone and it's not there. Don't have it. Um, um, what if, uh, the watchers played by the Batman person who's also in Westworld. Can't think of it. Shang-Chi's played by, or Shang-Chi, sorry, is played by, um, oh my goodness. Shang-Chi is played by Simu Liu. Um, Aquafina is also in that movie. Um, and I'm just going to skip the rest of those. Eternals. Um, Jimma Chan is in there. Um, 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 Angelina Jolie. Um, Barry Kogan. 
is in there. Um, 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 what's his face? Richard Madden. Uh, um, um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Kumail Nanjiani. Um, 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 who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, who else is in that movie? Um, Kit Harrington. Um, oh, come on. Please don't tell me I spelled Harrington wrong. How do you spell Harrington? Kit Harrington. Ah, uh, one R. Um, Harry Styles is in that. Um, okay. Um, 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 okay. Kate Bishop is Haley Steinfeld. Um, um, Eleanor Bishop is played by the mom. I oh, can't think of the name. Kingpin. That's, um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, I, I don't know the rest. Um, Green Goblin, that's played by Willem Dafoe. Um, Otto Octave Doc Ock, that's played by Alfred Molina. I'm running out of time. Um, Electro, that's Jamie Foxx. Um, Sandman, don't know, Lizard. Uh, Matt Murdock is, um, 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 Charlie, um, Cox. Um, and then Andrew Garfield. Tom Holland. Okay. Moon Knight. Um, oh, wait, uh, not Tom Holland. Um, 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 what's the other one? Toby Maguire. It's going to be the last one I get in. Um, um, uh, no. Oh, okay. By the end of it, I got 89. That's 37%. That's lower than most people. Um, once I missed on John Favreau, that was a big miss. Um, let's see. Who else did I miss on? Anthony Hopkins. That was a big miss. Um, um, let's see. Who else here? Um, Guy Pierce. I maybe could have got with more time. Robert Redford. I could have got with more time. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson with more time. Evangeline Lilly with more time. Um, um, let's see. Who else? Rachel McAdams with more time. Uh, oh, Lupita Nyong'o. I should have remember Donald Glover. Oh, I'm missing a lot here. Letitia Wright, I could have got. Sterling K. Brown, I could have got. Um, Malta Goggins, I could have got. Um, definitely forgot Peter Dinklage was in Infinity War. Um, let's see who else did I miss here. Um, everyone else. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I should have got. Um, Jonathan Majors, maybe. Rachel Weiss, I could have got. Um, and then at the ending, I just didn't have enough time to get uh, Jeffrey Wright. Salma Hayek. Um, who else did I miss here? Um, Michelle Yeoh. Except I didn't really remember she was in Shang-Chi, to be honest. Um, didn't have enough time to get Toby Maguire. He was right there. I just didn't know how to spell Maguire. Um, Tom Hardy. So I missed a few. I missed a few, but I did, I did okay. I didn't do that well. Um, I definitely could have did better. But that is it. Play that one. It's on Sporacle. Uh, the site's called Sporacle. Can you name every MCU actor? Tell me if you did better than me there. I panicked at the end. I couldn't get there. But that's the game for this week. And that's the show for this week. Um, and before we go, two movie spotlights. I didn't do one last week. There are two Apple TV Plus shows that ended at the same time. One's called Slow Horses. The other one's called Pachinko. Slow Horses is the story of 
like MI5 agents, but they're like kind of like disgraced MI5 agents. So basically if you're in the MI5 and you do something bad, something that's like not big enough for you to get fired, but enough to where they wouldn't want you, you know, on with everyone else, they kind of send you to something called Slough House and you become a slow horse where they just kind of give you the, the grunt work and you do like all the stuff that like no one else wants to do. And it stars Gary Oldman and he's just like this like guy that like, you know, just doesn't care about anything. And he's just like really demeaning towards everyone else. And he's just like really funny and fully Gary Oldman in this. But it's a story, you know, if you know me, and this would be a spoiler if I revealed why, but there's one very specific reason why I watched this show. And very early in the show, that reason no longer was relevant. Um, and however, the show just kind of gripped me in. And it's just like a fun little... MI5 type movie, but like also, you know, um, different enough to where it stays interesting. So I really enjoyed this movie, to be honest. And, um, and yeah, I, um, I would definitely recommend or said this movie, this TV show, and I would definitely recommend it for anyone who wants to watch it in the future. And at the end of the series, they did something really cool that I don't think I've ever seen anything, any show do before. They have already shot the second season. So literally, as soon as you watch the end of the first season, they're like coming up on season two. And I'm like, whoa, now I'm excited. Because I, I thought it was a limited series because it's based off a book. But I realized now it's based off a book series. So they've already shot the second season. And it looks really interesting. And I'm really interested to see what happens at the end of this series. So Slow Horses is now on my list of TV shows that I'm watching. I think you should too. Slow Horse is a great show. And then also Pachinko. So Pachinko is a kind of Korean and Japanese told story that takes place kind of like This Is Us, where it's like, an, except even wider ranging because it's in four generations. Um, and so it, you kind of see it all intertwining together the story of this, um, this uh, mother and father raising this little kid. But then you also see that kid kind of grown up and you see her story of trying to raising her own kids. It kind of skips generation. And then you kind of see a story of a young man um, who kind of like lives in America and like him trying to like kind of grow into himself with like being like kind of raised in or raised in Korea, but then moved to America, but then trying to like grapple with his Japanese Korean roots and that history as well. And it's just a really beautiful story. Um, it's first of all very visually beautiful. I believe they said each episode costs like around the same as the crown, so like twelve, thirteen million dollars. And you could definitely see it. The cinematography on this is insane. The acting is great. The story is very moving and beautiful. Um, it is completely in different languages and it's in two different languages. So you're gonna have to be reading subtitles no matter who you are, unless you're bilingual and Japanese and Korean. But just a very beautiful story. Um, and I definitely recommend it for anyone just out there looking for some good TV to watch. Pachinko is definitely one of those. So big recommends for Slow Horses and Pachinko. Um, they're both really good movies. And that is it. Or I keep saying movies. They're both really good TV shows on Apple TV+. And that is it for the Movie People podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give it us a review and subscribe. Um, definitely helps us grow the channel. Um and will help us reach our goals for this season. But we'll be back next week with another episode, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.